Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. You aren't remembered because of regular season games. You're not. You're just not. Right now, he's the better quarterback. Yep. He's got the better surrounding cast. He's playing better. You are the dog that has been chasing <laughs> the car. And you've got the car in your sight. This is the Buffalo Plus Podcast, brought to you by Connors and Ferris. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel and podcast presented by Connors and Ferris. I'm Mike Catalano, along with Dan Fates. Please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Jenna... Uh, we'll say Veterans Day off. Yes. For her. I was last week. Yes. You were the week before. So we've all taken our little bit of time because we got to get ready. We got to get ready for the game. It's even beyond the It's always the game of the year now. It's the playoffs because it's the game. But, Dan, I want to start out right away. Yeah. Bills, Chiefs, Orchard Park. Is this the biggest game in Josh Allen's career? Yes. And this is the game, I think, for the last four years the bills have talked about yeah it, it, it's been the talk of we got to get kansas city at home and they've come close before but this is going to be the real test and and like we were just talking about it before we started rolling of the pressure for the first time actually in the playoff spot seems to be on allen compared to mahomes in this spot because of the fact they're the better team they have the better roster they're at home, all of these things. It is sometimes sports talky to be like, is this the biggest game? Who's all these pressures? Yeah. But this kind of is. And we're going to talk about Sean McDermott and the pressure on him in a little bit, but we really wanted to focus on Josh. And you're right. I think right now, not based on history, not based on accomplishments, right now he's the better quarterback. Yep. He's got the better surrounding cast. He's playing better. He is Josh Allen. Uh, and you have him at home. <laughs> Mahomes has played once in Orchard Park. I yep. was at the game. Uh, there was about, I don't know, 50 of us at the game because there was no fans allowed. It was one of the strangest experiences. He's going to experience something this week. Yeah, He's never played in a road playoff game before. Now he's played road games before. It's a road playoff game in Orchard Park. So it's going to be different for him. But for Allen, you're right. They've gone there. Um, it all goes back to 13 seconds. It goes back yeah. to that game. And we know that's not on Josh Allen. Other than in his history, that would have taken him to the AFC Championship game again and would have gotten him past the Chiefs out there. So even though he played, and I've said this to you, I think the best game a quarterback has ever played in a losing effort in the playoffs. 
it doesn't after matter a, because they didn't win. Correct. After a perfect performance. Right. Like, like, that's why when it's like the Bills haven't had this success and Josh Allen and all this talk, he was perfect against Belichick and then was maybe a slow start in that game, but then he was otherworldly, godly-like in that game. Best game he's ever played. Correct. When you look at circumstances and results. Yeah. And the constant coming back and coming back and the way he made the plays. And he, you know, Gabe Davis had a superstar day that day and Josh yeah. was finding him getting the ball. But the reason I, I asked that is because it's not just, look, you could argue and say, well, look, he played in an AFC championship game in Kansas City. And he did. On paper, that's the biggest game he's ever played in because the winner goes to the Super Bowl. Right. We get that. But that's like hindsight. You look at it. I remember there and thinking like, okay, this is huge. It would be incredible if they've jumped already to the Super Bowl. Agreed. And they jumped in the lead in that game. Josh wasn't great. They got beat on both lines of scrimmage. The better team won that game. 100%. They did. This is different. Because of the negativity of the way they've gone out of the playoffs the last few years, especially last year. And now to get it all back and to say, it's fitting to me. Jenna said it's Billsian for this team to go to the Super Bowl. Part of that run would be beating the Chiefs in the playoffs. No matter what you think about their roster right now and the way they're playing, beating them to eventually maybe get to a Super Bowl would be right on par for what this team needs. And finishing that that thought where you say um, that AFC championship, you know, guys, that's, that's the biggest game that he's played in. That felt like found money. Yeah. That felt like you were ahead of schedule at that point. They were still retooling that roster. They had just gone from snapping the drought to missing the playoffs to Josh making the playoffs, losing in Houston. Then you play two games again. This is the COVID world where there wasn't fans in the stands. And then to have that game where you're right, they just weren't the better team. Since that moment, they've been retooling the roster to play like we said after the the um the game they just they played the postseason to be a more physical team for this game. Yeah. Like they are now, especially in the view of the grand scheme, especially the league, this Chiefs roster is very flawed. The Bills roster is complete. They have a running game now. They're better at offense line. Injuries we can get to in a second, too. But this is a team that for the longest time, it's kind of like the roles reversed. Josh was kind of dragging that team hmm. that wasn't very good. You had Cole Beasley, you had weapons on there, but it wasn't really there yet. Mahomes is trying to drag a makeshift offensive line, a wide receivers that lead the league in drops and, and all those issues. It, it is kind of a, a flip script and you get him in Orchard Park. Yeah, I think that the Bills play really well in Kansas City. Not that they couldn't win there. And I'll tell you this right up front. If this game was in Kansas City, I'd still be picking the Bills to win it, though. That's I don't close. think you would. I think they're the better team. Arrowhead is it. an unreal environment. It is. It's an unreal environment in the postseason. It's different. 13 seconds, they should have beaten them. Yeah. And they've beaten them there the last, what, three times in the regular season? Last three right? times, yep. Yeah. And it's it's a great environment in the regular season, too. I get it. The playoffs is another notch, and it is. I just think the Bills are the better. This year, they're the better team. They're the better team, and I think they, I, they would I, go there and win. I don't disagree at all. I, I think top to bottom, and you said, the coaching, I think Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes should get a ton of credit for 
One, the fact that Pat hasn't thrown every wide receiver under the bus. Mm -hmm. I remember talking to Haley Lewis back when they played early in the year, and he's like, yeah, they're just not that good and things like that. And I was like, that was so when Patrick like wasn't as frustrated. Yeah. Then you had, obviously you had the moment where they lose the game and he's all upset about the calls ref. You've started to see that frustration when Mahomes start to boil over. But what they have done to get to this point, I think that's a, it's a very good defense. I think their offense is marginal. I think they are an average offense with a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's that's where they are right now. Yeah. And, and even Mahomes has his limitations because he's probably not going to break a 52-yard run like, like a Josh no. Allen could. No. Um, okay. Don't get mad at me, Bills fans. I'm going to give credit to Nick Wright for a second. He said something. I don't know why I'm I was scared. listening. I was watching. Before the Chiefs-Dolphins oh, game. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I love and this. And he said. I love this. The Chiefs are going to win, and people are going to overrate where they are right now. Now, personally, I think he was setting himself up for when they lose to the Bills. He will never it admit that. It was a hedge. That. It's a hedge. But the Dolphins were a shot, physically shot team. I'll give them that defense is totally beaten up. Yeah. Terrible injuries. They were terrible in the game. Tua was terrible in the game. Kansas City's defense dominated. They still had a chance to be in Correct. that game. And Kansas City won, and they made some plays, and it was better. But they used to be a team to me that would say, I don't know how you keep them under 35. Agreed. Now, I would be stunned if they scored 30 points in a game. 100%. They just... 100%. You're going to have to turn the ball over a bunch of times for that team to score that when the, much. When the line opened up as the Bills only being a two-point favorite, I was very surprised. Now, injuries are a massive concern, and the way the Bills finished that game against the Steelers with I saw somebody commented in if Dan makes one more comment saying the defense is being held together by tinfoil and bubblegum. Well, here's another one for you. But the fact of how many guys were out at the yeah. end of that game, I think that played in a factor of where the line opened up. Um, they seem to be getting a little bit healthier. Right. But, but I think even with the injuries, even with the bills on shorter rest are still a better, if they had to go and play this game in Atlanta, I still think the Bills should be a two-point favorite, let alone at home. Yeah. And what that environment is going to be like, I don't think can be put into words. Uh, yeah. There is a lot of, we joke around, Bills fans, there can be some pandering at times of takeovers and things like that at road games. I expect Orchard Park to be unbelievable. Yeah. On Sunday at 6.30, because this is the game you have been salivating for, dreaming of, to get Patrick Mahomes in your building, in these conditions, um, in this with this high of stakes. Yeah. I expect it to be unbelievable. Now, I will say this. I think the reason Mahomes could struggle in this game is because he doesn't have as good a team. 100%. And the Bills' defense is really good. Mm -hmm. If he was bringing to town the team that had... Tyreek, uh, a pre-Taylor Swift Kelsey, <laughs> uh, and that full offensive line. Pre-Taylor Swift. Yeah. I, I might think, okay, I don't care if it's home or away. Yeah. Like, try to slow them down. I mean, they were unstoppable for, for, for years. For, and even when they'd fall behind in playoff games, like, they would just light somebody up. Yeah. 
They can't do that anymore. Was it now, the Tennessee game where they were down 21? Yeah, it was like crazy. They, they had multiple. Houston, they yeah. were down in a yeah, playoff Houston, game. Yeah. Heck, they were, no, they weren't down to Jacksonville last year, were they? I don't think they were down, but the game was close. Yeah. But in this case, they just don't, they just don't have that. Now, believe me, it's still Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, still a brilliant play caller. Wait till that mustache gets filled up this week. Oh, and pass. And Kelsey still Kelsey, even though he's not what he was, he still has the ability. Um, so believe me, don't think I'm sitting here looking at this saying that team can't come to Orchard Park and win. Of course they can. I just think that it sets up well for the Bills. I agree. And for Josh Allen. Now, that's Josh Allen. Sean McDermott. Biggest game he's coached. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And he bears 98.5% of the weight of 13 seconds. 100%. Yeah, I'd say 100%. <laughs> 90, 100%. Yeah. Um, he does. He does. And you'll never get rid of it. But you can put it in the box on the wall and you don't have to talk about it anymore. If you, you win you can, this game. You can put it with the drought. And then go take care of business. But this game, Dan, is the tipping point to me for the entire season, everything for McDermott. If you go and win this game, you're back in the AFC Championship game, maybe on the road in Baltimore, which is going to be a heck of a place to play, maybe at home, we don't know. But the pressure then shifts. If they're in Baltimore, they're probably slight underdogs in that game. Baltimore's been great all season. That's a tough game. You go, you try to win. You're back to the AFC title game. You beat the Chiefs. If you lose, you got them at home. You are the better team. Yep. You've been playing well. Got to win the game. Yeah. The, the magnitude, and it's funny. You think about, not necessarily narratives, but you look at motivation. And I know there's people that, oh, this isn't... Teams aren't motivated by this. We can disagree about Miami and, and the motivation that Josh has against that team and things like okay. that. Okay. What's the motivation for these guys? This is the team for all of their regular season wins. And I was there in 2021 when Emmanuel Sanders and them and they're dancing on the sidelines. Yeah. And it was this vindication of we got them here. And, you know, what if we get them again? You got them again and you lost again. And that was the 13 seconds, all those things. For as much as we say, like, oh, the Bills can't say have their number, but they've, like you said, they've won the last three regular season games. You aren't remembered because of regular season games. You're not. You're just not. Like, the Chiefs, despite, like I said, you have Patrick Mahomes, but you've also had this team's number in the postseason. And, and it's, it was always those, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, it was Brady and, and Manning and, and, Peyton would win some during the regular season and, and they would be the better team. And then they got to cold weather and they have to go to New England and they would just, it was just New England and Brady in yeah. the postseason. Like that's kind of where this is. And then he finally got him. And and th that is where I think this is between you've got him at home. You, you are the dog that has been chasing <laughs> the car and you've got the car in your sight. Yeah. You finally have it. And so the added motivation of you've gotten here, you've gotten the team. If the, it's funny, I think I wouldn't have wanted to play Houston, but it is Billsian to go back to what Jenna said for them. If they're going to make this magical run and what the Super Bowl being three wins away, it's fitting. You have to go through the chiefs and it's fitting that you get them in orchard park. Yeah. 
And look, they've only played twice in the playoffs. It's just they've been out there Feels so like much. It's five. Right. They've played them all these times. So, like I said, you know, the game, the game in Orchard Park that is most people forget about that game ever being played. It was awful. It, it was just it was a boring game. They actually ran, ran it the on ball. the Bills. It was yeah. on a Monday at five o'clock. It was a weird the, yeah. time. Monday or Tuesday? I think I always think that was Monday. I know Tuesday was, was Tennessee. Tennessee. I think that was Monday at five o'clock. But anyhow, so you had that game. The AFC Championship game again. But then the rest of them, they've been great regular season games. The Bills won all three of them there. And then the other game was 13 seconds. So you'll remember for those two playoff games. One sent the Chiefs to the Super Bowl. Yep. And the other one was their incredible comeback, you know, to make the plays, get it to overtime. And then Kelsey got the touchdown. So if the Bills can find a way and win the game, now all of a sudden, in terms of the rivalry, it's, they still have the Super Bowls. I get that. Crowd will go there and win that. But now all of a sudden it's, well, now you've beaten them in the regular season a yep. bunch of times. And now it's only two to one in the playoffs. Yep. Now you keep winning and go get your Super Bowl. Agreed. And then all of a sudden the Mahomes-Allen conversation at least is a real rivalry. Because it's it's not a rivalry until you beat them. No. I, and I think that's the added motivation of, I think we talk about the dog chasing the car. That I think you can smell... If you're the Bills, you can smell a little blood in the water. Yeah. This is, we said it when the Bills, after the loss to the Eagles. Yeah. They can go into Kansas City and win. We, we, we just looked at that team. That team, to me, is no different. The Chiefs team that they played five games ago that started their winning streak. Yeah. They, to me, that they, they haven't found anything for me. Their defense is actually, if you look at DVOA, which, get into all that, has dropped off a little bit. They're still pretty good. They're still a damn good defense. And to see what they did, and it's so tough to, those conditions and so cold that Mahomes' helmet breaks. I mean, the resiliency, I, I give the Chiefs credit in that environment and that, those cold of conditions. But again, I don't think the Dolphins wanted to be there. We kind of said that when we left Miami, that that was a dead team to begin with. But I think that when people saw that win, the credit to Nick Wright went like, here come the Chiefs again. Yes. The same old Chiefs. And I just don't think that's the case. And that's not pandering. That's not being a homer or a guy. I'm just looking at this as two teams, elite quarterbacks. I still give the edge to Josh, the way that he's playing and the weapons he has around him and the balance of this team. You guys ask us a lot if we're fans of the team. And we talk about covering the team, we which do. makes me feel very much free to just tell you exactly what I thought, which is why when we got to that Kansas City game, we both felt very confident in them winning. As a fan, you're gonna you're nervous about everything. Mm -hmm. You're nervous about what can happen. You're right. Bad stuff can happen. And I said at the time they were going to win out. They were going to win the division. And they were going to win. I was nervous. I got to tell you, this will sound funny to you. I was more nervous about Pittsburgh than I am about this game. I'm not for the Bills. I'm I'm very confident in them. The reason I was nervous about Pittsburgh is you could not lose that game. You can't. You are considerably the better team. Mm. I was really worried about the weather impacting the game. Yep. I was really worried about it getting uglied up, and then all of a sudden you're in trouble. Instead, they played efficiently, played well. If it wasn't for the injuries, I think that game would have been a real blowout, and they won. So take the breath. I feel very confident in this game for the Bills. I think I was more nervous in the Miami game as the week came closer. Yeah. I still thought that that offense could present issues. 
Except now we're looking at going, when does that offense present issues for the Bills? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, when is that? Yeah, yeah, nothing presents issues for that team. Don't you wish you were playing Miami this week? Because you know that would be a win. Well, you would have played Houston. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying as if Miami oh, yeah. was yeah. coming in here at any point. Yeah. Uh, I want to look back at the game earlier this year. We were looking at I was looking at some of the numbers. Uh she Rice had seven catches for 72 yards. You don't need your glasses for this? No, I write in really big font for those when I don't write them down. A couple of old men here. Yeah, see, that's what you do. Like, I do, like, on when we print scripts, I put them in that super 23, like, whatever. Yeah. So I can avoid the glasses when I need them. But let me tell you something. They're sitting here waiting for me <laughs> when I need them. But, um, and he was good. Yeah, it's fine. And Kelsey, I think, had six for 83. Yeah. Um, here's the big difference in this game. Pacheco's playing. Yeah. He's a good player. Yeah. He is tough to bring down. Um, Bills have given up some yards on the ground. They were better last week. But, again, they made them one-dimensional. Yeah. You know? And they had their superstar quarterback at Pittsburgh making plays for them in the second half of that game. Yeah. This is, uh, I'm, I think that Josh Allen's the better quarterback playing right now. I don't know if the Bills have the best running back in this game. They're different kind of backs. Though Cook was real. I was looking back at Cook's numbers. Five catches, 83 yards in that game. They used him a lot out of the backfield. Yeah, they're going to need to again because this Chiefs defense isn't very good against, against the run. Unlike Pittsburgh, obviously with, with Cam Hayward's out there. Different game. Um, you're going to need... To have a run game. He said it. He said it, not me. You're going to need to be able to run the ball in this game. Yeah. To, to keep Chris Jones at bay, as well as, man, Trent McDuffie is so aggressive blitzing off the edge. They, they provide a bunch of different confusing things. And they come at different times. Yeah. It's not like third down, they're bringing the heat. He'll do it on first down. He'll do it on second down. Wild man Spags. He, with McDermott, yeah. these are guys who grew up with Jim Johnson. Yeah. They believe in bringing pressure, pressure, pressure. And what he does as well as anybody is constantly can surprise you with how he brings it and where he brings yeah. the pressure. That's the key to their defense. Yeah, that I'm more confident in the Bills' defense, even with the injuries, of keeping this Chiefs' offense at bay. Yeah. And for as much as this offense is rolling and like i said you're a blocked field goal away from being up 24 nothing at halftime it being a completely different game going into the break um spags does concern me he he does have things um, yeah josh has talked about it where he was just talking about it today as we record this on wednesday the fact of he's used his legs so much right because he talked about how his 52 yard run they thought it was zone, it was man, and they didn't have a good man-beating concept on that play. So you take off because a lot of guys, the defenders, have their backs turned to the right. quarterback. Josh said that even in that last game they played, he thinks it's man, but they'll have a spy. So they'll have somebody that's just dedicated to stopping Josh Allen and running. So I don't know how much his legs will impact this game, but, man, I saw a clip on Twitter today where Spags had the, the, the safeties. It looks like they have two high safeties. And that's one of the first things quarterbacks uh, address. Mm-hmm. And as the play is, the ball is snapped, they rotate into what looks like it's a one high safety and the, the safety switch all the way back. It's insane. I was talking to my friend who played Division One football and he goes, it's insane to even think about executing that concept. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think we, we give, 
maybe it's worn out just because the Bills have played him so much, but what a insane he's not necessarily the Jim Schwartz zero blitz every single time, but he does so many creative things that, like you said, in weird spots where it's just enough to confuse you confuse you with aggression. So I think James Cook is going to need to be able to run the ball in this game. I think the Bills offensive line is going to have to win the line of scrimmage in this spot. And they're going to need Cook in the passing game because there's going to be hot reads when they're going to come off because it's not like you're going to have James Cook back there blocking. That's not what he does. But if you have him out there, he's going to have to be the hot read, especially if they're coming, depending on where they're coming from, yeah. and be ready to catch the football and make plays there. So I think it's I think it's big for him. As far as Mahomes, I think the one thing that's underrated about him, and that you see it all the time, and people just don't think about it. They think about the side arm throws. They yep. think about getting it to Kelsey is how smart of a runner he is. Unbelievable runner. Now, he only ran the ball one time in the first game against the Bills, but it feels like every time Patrick Mahomes runs the ball, one, it's a first down, two, he gets out of bounds. Yeah, he leads the league in first down scramble runs. I think yeah. they said in the last game he had 26. He had another big one against Miami, driving down, I believe, late in the first half. It's the one thing that surprises me the most, and it's partly because I'm not thinking about it, and you think about Josh Allen being this dual-threat quarterback, and Mahomes is not a dual threat guy, but the way that he extends plays in the pocket to me in the pocket reminds me of Romo because he can extend plays in weird ways. But then he, while he's not a mobile quarterback, he's mobile enough to make plays. He's Romo getting around in the pocket and then he's Russell Wilson running the ball. Yeah. Smart. Not, you wouldn't think of Russell Wilson. You know, he's not doing what Josh did the other night, Correct. but man, in that, in his prime, which is, seems to have passed, he would always get the first down, get out of bounds, Never make hit. a play, avoid the hits. That's what Mahomes does. Uh, he's good at it. And that's I, what you have to watch. And for. I always think about that on third down. And it's like, okay, make sure you're doubling Kelsey. Make sure watch this hot read. Like they would always be so creative with, with motions and, and to give Mahomes easy throws. And then when you take all of that away in the two and a half seconds after the ball snapped, and then he just scoots off to the side and gets you the first down. And it's, Backbreaking. It's what Josh does to defenses. Mahomes can Mahomes can do it too. I'm gonna wrap this up. Going go this part, going back. Oh, go ahead. I want to do one more thing before you go on yeah. your rant. Um, injuries. Obviously, we're still oh, waiting yeah. to see. Uh, Sean McDermott talked today. Again, we're recording this at 3:30 on Wednesday. There is hope. I think the big thing is there is Sean McDermott's words. There is hope. Not that Terrell Bernard will play this week, but there's hope that he avoided a serious injury. We watched, went back, and I'm sure people have looked at it. You would have thought he broke his ankle. It, it appears he's... He, he thought he broke his ankle. It appears he rolled it. And we've all been on basketball courts or whatever, and you, you think it's broken. Like, cut my leg off. I'm in so much pain. They air cast it. They cart it up because you don't take any precautions. Sean said he was in meetings today uh, with, with the team. That's positive. Again, I don't think that means this week, but... Maybe against Baltimore. We don't know, though. Maybe against the Super... Like, all those things. There's nine guys that are on the injury report. And Sean said they're all pretty much considered day-to-day. -day. Yeah. Sean would be very open. He would say, this guy's not playing. He's week-to-week. Gabe is one that I'm looking out for. The positive thing was Rasul Douglas and Tyrell Dotson returned to practice on Wednesday. And Taron Johnson, listed as limited... Is encouraging. In concussion protocol, could mean... Yes. He could get himself ready or they would clear him for Sunday. So I saw something um, banged up Bills on Twitter. Right. Great. You know, they, they, they break down a lot of the Bills injuries. 
when you've had more than one concussion, I believe the tweet said, and I'll put the tweet in here, it takes an average of 12 days to pass a concussion test, the pro, get out of the protocol. Taron has passed every single one of his concussion tests within the week. He has never missed a game because of a concussion. I think Taron's going to play, and he's massive. So I, we saw him on the field after the game. Before he went into the locker room, I mean, he looked engaged. He was watching the play. He was behind pissed him. he had to come off the field. And then we saw him leaving the locker room again. Walking by us, leaving the locker room is not exactly getting a concussion test. I'm saying is I have seen guys when they are really banged up and you just think that guy's not going to be able to come back this week. I At least anecdotally seeing him in that way, I feel there's a chance. Even when guys have been in the concussion program, like I remember when Josh had the concussion against the Patriots, like he was just sitting there in his locker. Yeah. Like, so all those things being considered. And he came they, back that week. Yeah. They brought back in, that was the Tennessee game. Yeah. That was Duke Williams touchdown. Yeah. Um, they brought in Matt Hawk because Sam Martin has a, a hamstring, hamstring injury. Taylor Rapp was still but dealing with a calf. Gabe with a knee. Christian Benford with a knee. Um, all of those things. We haven't talked enough about on this channel or things like that about how well Tyrell Dotson has played this yeah. year. Yeah. It, it's energies. And again, he was kind of in the doghouse through training camp because of how much fighting he was kind of doing with players like sean's like i love the his energy teammates yes. yeah i love the energy but like it's you gotta play and pff and some of those grades he's played extremely well he's a really good against the run we've talked about aj klein last uh you know earlier on this channel about his game that he had but things seem to be trending positively for some of these guys which gives you hope for for late sunday yeah, got to keep AJ Klein's family vacation until yes. the end of February. How about a vacation early February in Vegas? Why great, not? Great shows. Bring the food. RV. Yeah, he can bring the RV. Yeah, with the whole family. That's it. And then we'll all go out to Vegas too. The last thing I wanted to mention about the game was I said this about how much pressure's on Sean McDermott. He's got to beat Andy Reid. And then after the game, he has all the respect in the world for Andy. Yeah. And then he can say, I finally got you. You fired me years ago. <laughs> yeah. He There's did. so much motivation. Now there in is. This spot. He loves Andy. I'm joking. And but man, you can't go 0 3 in the playoffs against him. No. Got to beat him. No. Got him at home. Last thing I wanted to bring up go is off, King. the referee is Sean Hockley. Already, I've seen, I think, complain about calls. There are bad calls in games, bad officials, bad calls. They miss things. It's bad. The referees are not predetermined to cheat against your team. I think some of these numbers I read, all these people that this team, the guy is four and zero, and he was, you know, he went to college in Pittsburgh, so he's going to cheat for the Steelers. Stop the nonsense. Sean Hockley did the game in Philly. I know you're all mad about that game. He also made two calls late in that game against the Eagles that made it a 59-yard field goal, and the Bills ended up losing the game. They got bad calls in that game, no question. They also missed a game-winning touchdown, missed a field goal, turned the ball over, did dumb things in that game. Hockley's done four games for the Bills. The other one was in 2020, I think it was 2022. They went to Foxborough and won easily. The first two were in Josh's rookie year. The first one, Nate Peterman started for your team. You got beaten Baltimore by Week 150 one. points. Week one. That had rain. nothing to do with the refs. In the second game, they ended up losing a close one to Miami. 
Sean Hockley is not predetermined to cheat for one team or another. He may make lousy calls in the game. All these betting sites, everybody that wants to give you all the numbers, just stop. Stop pregame complaining that this ref has it out for us. I don't care who was ref in the game for the Cowboys on Sunday. The Cowboys lost that game. They got lit up. The Eagles should have had all these cheating refs for them over the last seven weeks because they've been horrendous. You know why they lost? Because they've been horrendous, not because of the refs. I just hate the, oh boy, we got this ref. We He's called 18 penalties. Refs, some refs are predetermined to call defensive holding. Some are called offensive holding. Like coaches, players know about those numbers Correct. coming into the game. They know. Don't grab the jerseys. They're going to call it. This crew, that's it. Not because the guy went to community college in Chicago and he's going to root for the Bears. When, like you were saying that when you played high school basketball, yeah. you knew that ref was going to call oh. hand checking, checking, or he loved to call palming or whatever it was. Our coach would tell us like, you know, this guy yeah. loves that to call that. Yeah. And don't say anything to him. He'll tee you up like those kind of things. Yeah. Not like he went to, you know, Cape May High School, and he's going to have something had, against us. Uh, shout out to my, my Fredonia State uh, former teammates. We had an umpire that used to ump because you, you do a region. Right. He would ump all, like 90% of our home games, and he was behind the home plate. His strike zone was bigger than this table. <laughs> and he used to sit there, and if the pitch was close on the outside corner, and I was a catcher, and I'd frame it, and, and he'd, be, he'd say ball. And I'd be like, ooh, is that close? And he'd be like, you want it? And I'd be like, yeah. He's like, make it look good. The next time it was a strike. You went up there as a hitter, knowing that if this thing was anywhere close hey, to you, dude wouldn't get paid by the hour, he, man. <laughs> to swing. So shout out Rick Antonio because we used to joke around that our coach would be like, we got Rick behind the plate today. So like, guys, we're up there hitting. Like it was hysterical that you would be like, but you knew it. You knew it. And like I said, that's that is where the sites, the people, the analytics that say, hey, this guy is the Eagles are six and zero over the last two years with this referee. Yeah, the Eagles have won like. 19 games and they've played bad commander's teams. Yeah, right. They, they, it didn't matter who and by was the way, those games. I'm going to look up his numbers. Rick, I'm going to, Rick Antonio. <laughs> Rick Antonio. It was amazing. I'm going to see if Sharp Analysis. It was has amazing. Any Shout out to anybody him. that watches it. I'm sure I'll get a, a text from Ian being like, Rick Antonio, man. He was, it <laughs> he was made the pod. It was unbelievable. And we had former catchers that would say the same thing like, if you frame it and make it look anything remotely close, and you just, as a hitter, you just knew it. So again, this, these teams know holding, offsides, anything like that. That's what I'm saying is, and look, we're saying all this. He may make a really bad call against the bills. That happens. It happens every week. There's been a lot of bad calls, a lot of bad calls. It's about incompetence. It's not about cheating. So go off. That's my, that's my venting. I, I think it looks weak as a fan base, get mad at Especially the call. Especially preemptive. Yeah. If like, oh get, boy. If you want to get mad after the game about that call was terrible, fair. But don't go into the game being like, this guy already has us out for us. Cowboys, Lions, last thing. As much as you know I hate the Cowboys, when they got those bad calls against the Lions and they took away the two-point conversion, I always say to people, if that ref really wanted to cheat against the Cowboys, do you think he's waiting until the last play of the game on the two-point conversion? It it doesn't work that way, folks. So it was just an incompetent ref making a bad call. Hopefully for the Bills, and, and I, I don't want to see him. You want to see them win. Yeah. It, uh, hopefully there's not a call. As you remember in the last game against the Chiefs, you might have gotten a call yeah. at the end of that game.
uh, the other injury uh, and he was offsides too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rasul Douglas told Tim Graham after the game on Monday that he was going to play. So that's another big bonus to get some support back in that defense. Yeah, it's a big game. If they can play, again, it's the difference between being hurt and injured. Anybody who's hurt is playing in this game. Injured, it's tougher. You know, it's tough. They'll, they'll, try, they'll push as best they can, but the guy can't run and can't play, and that may be the case with Terrell Bernard, but we'll see. Yeah. If I'm betting, I think maybe he's out there. I don't know. Just guessing. Yeah. Tough guy. Anyhow. All right. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for watching. Please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Jenna will be back. She's got to rest. She needed to rest. She gave her the rest. Carrying around that big old rock on her finger. <laughs> Tired her out. <laughs> I think that's what it was. That's it. That's going to do it. For Dan Fates, I'm Mike Catalana. Thanks for watching the Buffalo Plus podcast presented by Connors and Ferris. And we will see you next time. Buffalo Plus, your interactive look at the week in football, brought to you by Connors and Ferris. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.